Hello and welcome to Gin and Spooks. I'm Laura. I'm Emma. And what are we talking about today, Emma? We're talking about haunted castles. (laughs) And what are you drinking today, Emma? A sex on the beach, essentially. Vanilla vodka, cranberry juice and orange juice. Very nice. I've got some like passion fruit gin liqueur thing from Aldi with lemonade. It's good. Oh, that sounds nice. It was only nine quid for the bottle as well, so would recommend. That's really good. Yeah. It's only 20% because it's a liqueur, so it's not like a full-blown gin. But still, it's it's going down nicely. Mm. Mm. I'm just, I don't know why I like had McDonald's today, so <laughs> don't be thinking about food at all. Mm. Mm. So, did you want to go first? Yep. So, my first haunted castle is Chillingham Castle which is a medieval castle in the village of Chillingham, hence by the name, Yeah. Um, in the northern part of Northumberland, England. It was the seat of the Grey and Bennett families from the 15th century until the 1980s, when it became the home of Sir Edward Tyrell Wakefield, second baronet, who was married to a member of the original Grey family. Oh. Oh, we got the Chillingham's ghosts. So the current owners market the castle as being the most haunted castle in Britain. Um, it has been investigated on television on Most Haunted, I'm Famous and Frightened, um, Scariest Places on Earth and Holiday Showdown, etc. And some of the ghosts are referred to in a 1925 pamphlet by Leonora, Countess of Tangerville, others such as John Sage and of a more recent invention. The most famous ghost of the castle is the blue or radiant boy who, according to the owners, used to haunt the pink room in the castle. Guests supposedly reported seeing blue flashes and a blue halo of light above their beds after a loud wail. It is claimed that the haunting ceased after renovation work revealed a young boy inside a 10-foot thick wall. (laughs) Your face was like, what? (laughs) took so long (laughs) yeah I was like hang on a minute they they found what (laughs) so they found um the remains of a 10 year old uh, boy inside a 10 foot thick wall which is about three meters thick that's so sad I know yeah which is kind of really oh it's gross at the same time because obviously you're in a room with a body inside the walls yeah I'm now looking at my Um, walls really like shifting (laughs) like who's hiding um and um along with the body um they found documents dating back to the spanish armada that were apparently reportedly found as well in the Mm. wall so there is also the white pantry ghost um who was first spotted by a footman who had been locked into the pantry overnight to guard the family silver he reported her begging for water and it's now thought she was a victim of poisoning um obviously he realized he was locked in there on his own yeah Um, which is kind of spooky I'd be like holy shit how do I get out of this yeah oh like it's it's Uh, uncomfortable being locked in a room anyway I think especially like overnight and then yeah just to protect some silver that essentially was in a locked room yeah I mean (laughs) when you first said pantry I thought you were gonna say to protect their bread or something like that (laughs) like because pantries to me just got, got food in but yeah and the last of the ghosts um in the chapel 
The voices of two men are often overheard talking, but can never be traced. Visitors say the ghosts are often friendly. The castle holds special ghost tours throughout the year and groups of 10 or more can enjoy a candlelit meal by a roasting fire in the minstrel's hall beforehand. Oh, that sounds nice. Very romantic, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> candlelit dinner surrounded by ghosts. <laughs> I know, yeah. But I picked that one purely because I was like reading it and, I, and then all of a sudden I saw, and then they found a body in a 10, fit, 10 meter thick wall. Yeah. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's like a true crime mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, this would be quite interesting to talk about. Um, yeah. But yeah. And I'm not going to lie. I'm very tempted to go on a ghost tour, ghost, ghost walk. Yeah. Tour. Northumberland's quite far away. Yeah. But yeah, but let's yeah, go one day. The, I hope you enjoyed that very short story. I did. I did. Right. I'm going to, I'm going to be thinking about that boy's body in the wall like in the middle of the night tonight now just like oh shit i'm never gonna want to knock any walls down in my house ever <laughs> if you knock on the wall and you hear a knock back don't <laughs> don't <laughs> oh christ <laughs> I, I really hope that <laughs> that doesn't happen however mm-hmm. it'd be quite I'm, funny <laughs> i'm not going to be knocking on any walls <laughs> It's fine. I'll just blame it on the neighbours. We have neighbours joining, so... That's good, then. Anyway, <laughs> so the first castle I've done is Tutbury Castle, which is 15 minutes down the road from me, and I have been to it as a child. Um, they are also quite a famous castle for ghosts and ghost hunters, and I know... I can't remember what a job one is. I want to say the curator, Leslie Smith. I know she does a lot of ghost tours. You can pay for ghost tours there. She's worked on Most Haunted. Um, so there's a lot of paranormal stuff at the castle. So I did a little history of the castle. I've done histories of both of my castles just because I found it interesting. So Tutbury Castle sits on top of a hill in the village of Tutbury, Staffordshire. It is surrounded by woodland and has amazing views of the surrounding fields and hills of Derbyshire and Staffordshire. It is the perfect place for a castle as it sits in a natural defensive position. Did you ever do that as a kid, like in history, how um, people used to build castles on top of a hill because it's better because then they can look out of those tiny slitty windows and like fire their arrows down because they you get better aim when you're going down than you do shooting up. Um, we probably did, but my memory isn't great for <laughs> history class. <laughs> I think I don't remember so, doing castles, but we might have done. Who knows? <laughs> when I so, right, so primary school history. I loved history in primary school. It's just when I then went to secondary school and did the Cold War and stuff, which is a bit more boring than kings and queens and castles. That's where I lost interest. But I could, I'd love to sit and do like a course on Henry VIII or Mary Queen of Scots or someone. I mean, if I was a vampire and had the time, then I would. But I just don't have the time to learn about Mary Queen of Scots. If I was a vampire, I'd be doing all these degrees and then I wouldn't have to leave my house during the daytime. (laughs) Because I wouldn't be able to. (laughs) So you wouldn't, you wouldn't see anyone. It's fine. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) okay so the hill the castle sits on is thought to have been occupied since the stone age but the castle itself is first found on records in 1071 
It was one of the many new castles built around this time across the Midlands by the Norman conquerors, hoping to spread and enforce their authority over the area. So some castles in the Midlands from that were built in the similar kind of time for the same reasons are Dudley Castle, Ludlow Castle and Tamworth Castle. Again, I feel like we could do like a little tour <laughs> of the local castles. So in 1264, the castle was nearly nearly destroyed by Prince Edward. So Robert de Ferris was the sixth Earl of Derby. He was living in the castle and owned the land at that time. He had rebelled against Prince Edward and attacked all of his castles. So Edward retaliated and attacked Tutbury Castle <laughs> to get his home back. I just like the pettiness of that. After further rebellion in 1269, the castle and lands were taken off de Ferris and given to Edmund Crouchback, who was the Duchy of Lancaster. And I googled what that means. That means he was the first Earl of Lancaster. He was the first Earl of Lancaster. It still sits with like the Earl of Lancaster family, I believe, nowadays. Anyway, the castle was mostly repaired throughout the 1300s, and it was during this period that it became a residential castle rather than a military strong point. Thomas, the second Earl of Lancaster, decided to use it as his principal residence. So he finished off the repairs and gave it like a magnificence and grandeur that it didn't have before. In 1370, the castle was rebuilt again and became the permanent home of Constance, the wife of John of Gaunt. So whilst living here, Constance held many parties and feasts. She was a big fan of music and the arts. I really recognise the name John of Gaunt and it's because, have you ever heard of like John O'Gaunt? Like, I can't think where I've heard that from, but it's him essentially. And I'm sure it's like a village or something local to somewhere. My history is shocking. So it's all a learning curve for me. I'm just like, yeah, I don't know where that is. (laughs) History lesson. Anyway, he was an English prince and military leader and statesman, and he was the first Duke of Lancaster and founder of the Royal Home of Lancaster. No, Royal House of Lancaster. And it's the Royal House of Lancaster that um, is to do with Richard III and all that kind of shit that then became the Tudors. Okay. So Mary, Queen of Scots, was held prisoner here on four occasions between 1549 and 1585. It is believed that she became involved in the plot that led to her execution during one of her stays at the castle. And I've done, I went about on loads of tangents on this, this episode, Soz. But can you remember James I slash James VI that had beef with women because of all the witch shit? Mary, Queen of Scots, is his mum. Really? Yeah. Jesus Christ, I, I, I need to go back to school. No, I didn't know this. Um, So the reason, so essentially the reason Mary was imprisoned was because she had a strong claim to the English throne and many English Catholics wanted her over Elizabeth I um, because they thought Liz was, I kept calling her Liz in my notes, they thought Queen Elizabeth I was illegitimate and Mary, who was Liz's cousin, was the true heir. So Liz didn't want to kill her, so she just locked her up for 19 years until they found proof that she was linked to this plot for treason. Anyway. You might as well have killed her there and then, to be honest. Like, yeah. I'm not going to just... kill you, but I'm, at, I'm just going to lock you up for 19 years and then I'm yeah. going to kill you. Like, what a waste of time. She didn't even keep her locked up in the same castle. Like She, she did the rounds of a few different places as well. And it doesn't sound like she was locked up that brutally, like... I think she had friends and went for walks and went hunting and shit. So that's the history of the castle. Um, It's mostly ruins today. Like there's not much left, but it does have great views. 
can't you go for drinks there as well yeah of an evening we'll have to go one day if they're still if they're still doing it i think i think they're doing it friday saturdays and sundays throughout the summer so we'll have to book in uh so tutbury village is the village that surrounds the castle and it claims to be the most haunted village in staffordshire ghost soldiers have been seen and heard marching through the center of the village they've also heard horses hooves and wooden wheels as if they're rolling on cobblestones through the center of the village um, a well-dressed gentleman has often been seen um and then a flat above a florist's had to be had to have an exorcism by catholic priests due to a malevolent presence causing havoc and then the dog and partridge pub which i have been to it's quite nice didn't feel haunted but i wasn't paying much attention to that kind of shit back then so the dog and partridge pub has had a lot of activity including stuff being moved tvs turning on by themselves the feeling of being watched dark shadows moving out the corner of your eye and also the sound of children laughing in the middle of the night Fuck off now. (laughs) (laughs) Why does it have to be kids? Why can't it just be like, you know, a a bellowing laugh or like a ho ho ho? That sounds like Green Giant. I did. (laughs) (laughs) I almost went Green Giant. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, But I don't know. I don't know if that That would be be scary. Can you imagine? You're just in the middle of the night. You live on your own and you hear this ho, ho, ho and you just go, green giant in response. And then you're like, oh shit, who the fuck's laughing in my house? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. Oh. oh, I wouldn't even be bothered about that. I'd be more bothered about the fact that there's some kids all running around my house. Yeah. Like, do you pay the bills? No. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> I saw this theory on the internet once where technically ghosts, the theory is technically ghosts aren't real. It's just that time is, well, time's not linear. And then sometimes the veil between timelines gets very thin. So on the one hand, you're there shouting at a ghost child for to stop bouncing on the bed and just leave you alone. (laughs) And then on the other hand, a child's bouncing on his bed and then this weird man's just appeared and shouted at him for jumping on the bed. <laughs> Everyone's freaked out on either end. Like <laughs> That's actually really a good concept, though, because could you yeah. imagine all the, like, havoc you could cause if yeah. that was the case? And, like, you know, I'd do so many pranks and shit other people up. It'd yeah. be amazing. Yeah. Moving on to more of the, the actual castle now. So a woman called Margaret Harvey was walking her dog in the castle grounds one day when her dog suddenly froze, clearly spooked by something. When she looked up, she saw the silhouette of a huge black dog standing on top of the castle walls. It didn't make a sound and it stood totally still. Her dog suddenly bolted, running for her life. Margaret found her dog at home, shaking in terror. Oh, yeah. Dog. Which one? The big black one standing on the walls or the scared one? The scared one. <laughs> <laughs> I just say, do the... The green giant laugh at the the big black one and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> 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 My initial reaction actually is if I saw that big black dog would be, oh doggo, yeah, go over and <laughs> and then realise as you get closer that it just suddenly disappears yeah. or it goes to a different location and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, what's going on here? This dog can apparate. Hmm. Whenever I hear the words big black dog, I just picture Sirius Black from Harry Potter and like the Grim. 
Ellie is the name of one of the ghosts believed to be living in Tutbury Castle. She is approximately seven years old, but is said to look a couple of years younger. She's often found in the king's bedroom wearing a white shift dress. She has pale hair and is often laughing. She holds people's hands. (laughs) Kids laughing, man. How dare they? (laughs) I don't mind it when they're real. Yeah, when they're alive. alive. (laughs) Uh, she, She holds people's hands, steals their rings, pulls their fingers. And apparently if she touches you, she causes an electrical pulse on your skin. No, they can fuck right. As if like, you know, holding your hand. No. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to go and visit this castle soon. Like, right. No. <laughs> I'm going to be like, going to have a hoodie on and put my yeah, hand like, on like, no bare skin. Yeah. <laughs> Ellie, piss off. Um, piss off, ghost. <laughs> uh so okay so the keeper is an apparition of a man in a full suit of armor he's usually found by john of gaunt's gateway shouting get thee hence a visitor recently reported a man in armor telling him to get over the fence but there were no reenactments featuring armor scheduled in for that day so everyone thinks that actually this man just saw the ghost and misheard him get the hand get- i just started laughing as soon as she said it i don't know why <laughs> get over the fence <laughs> i'm gonna start shouting get the hence at people um yeah so john of gaunt's gateway i think is like it's like an archway that's the entrance to into the castle grounds so a guy in armor shouting get the hence essentially telling them to fuck off sounds like he's just projecting <laughs> the castle really um can you can you start saying that to people if they're like come on to your like front garden and you're like get yeah. the hence <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get you a t-shirt with it on so that if we're ever on a night out and someone comes up to you you can just be like get the hence point at it <laughs> oh my god that's such a good idea <laughs> I'm like yeah yeah but yeah I'm sold um so a tv show the past hunters recently caught footage of a shadow standing against a wall before walking away it is thought that this is the keeper now i'm not gonna lie i watched this footage and it literally just looks like the it is a shadow against a wall and he kind of stands there and then walks away however there is nothing to convince me that that's actually a ghost and not just one of the crew like standing in front of a light or something and causing a shadow to me because i wasn't there it's not definitive proof yeah 100 percent. like i mean it, yeah it could definitely be their own shadow to be honest and they could be yeah. like oh my god what was that and yeah it's, like, it's your own shadow yeah and the, the producer said it really terrified her because it felt like the shadow was coming for them or something and i was kind of like hmm. get the hence get the hence <laughs> that's what it was trying to say yeah exactly um so whilst filming that tv show the cameras and crew really struggled to record anything the batteries on their equipment kept draining um and there was all sorts of taps and bangs and footsteps in the background of their audio so you know generic ghost noises i feel like we've been very casual about all these ghost stories today yeah (laughs) we're just like no no that's a 4.5 out of 10 yeah. On the scare factor. <laughs> Three out of ten. The extra point is for get the hence. <laughs> <laughs> a point for the catchphrase. Just just an FYI to anyone that does listen to this podcast. Um, we do get scared. Oh, yeah. We are human. We're not just like, 
Jangan mm-hmm. <laughs> buat tak lapu segan. We do get scared. Um, it's just we're drunk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're acting. We're acting like cocky little shits now. But if you asked us to go to Tutbury Castle uh, after dark, no, no, thank you. No, get thee hence. My headphones fell off my ears. Oh, just as I shouted, get thee hence. I heard that bit, so. <laughs> a white human-shaped mist is regularly seen on the grassy bank around the North Tower. She is known as the White Lady and is regularly caught on camera. There is also a little boy wearing a white shirt. He is regularly seen sitting on the stairs in the Great Hall. He is so realistic that people believe he is an actual real boy who is lost or just waiting for his parents. Can I just say something? Yeah. Like, I think every, like, castle story, they just happen to have, like, a white lady or a little boy. Yep, right. So, I have... I've got three books. One's Haunted Staffordshire. I can't remember what they're called, actually, specifically. But one is Staffordshire, one is Derbyshire, and one is Leicestershire. Now, in each of these books, I started counting how many white or grey ladies there were stories of. And there's, I can't remember the figures, but I was doing a tally and there was at least over five in each book. Do you think it's just like a time travelling mum and her son who just goes around to these castles and go hey let's yep. like you know, these fuckers yeah or because <laughs> or they're just these these ghosts are just in black and white because they hadn't invented color tv back then i mean that's that's a good theory to be honest i don't think anyone else would have thought of that yeah because it doesn't really like stuck sense. in stuck in time kind of thing yeah kind of we weren't we weren't actually ever black and white were we it was just no, it was just TV. <laughs> That's why it's a stupid theory. Like, I love how you're really thinking about that. Then, like, deadly serious. <laughs> oh my! <Nah>. Realistic. <laughs> Realistically, it's probably just the white lady or the grey lady because that's what colour they were wearing when they died and when you're a ghost most ghosts are either a dark shadow or like a white mist or something aren't they so yeah that's true i want to i want to come back as a rainbow (laughs) oh that's really cute (laughs) okay (laughs) so tutbury castle has one more ghost and it is Mary, Queen of Scots. Hey. So every time I read her name, though, I just picture Rosé in the Snatch game. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so Mary, Queen of Scots is also thought to haunt the castle. In 1984, a Marine saw her walking unusually quickly across the grass in the castle grounds. I don't know why everywhere specified it was a Marine that saw her like a Marine is more serious and would not joke about seeing mary queen of scots walking across the grounds (laughs) so in 2004 40 men saw a woman dressed in a full white elizabethan gown standing at the top of the tower looking down at them they all thought it was a staff member in costume winding them up but all staff were accounted for and no one had a costume remotely similar to what she was wearing again still convinced it could just be a staff member but we move (laughs) one summer she was seen on numerous occasions by multiple staff members and by a team of archaeologists who are working on a dig at the site she can also often be spotted dressed in black looking through the back window of the great hall as if she's watching the day's visitors leaving the castle in their cars yes 
get see hence. So yeah, that is Tutbury Castle. And it's definitely one I'd like us to visit at some point. I am very happy to visit this castle. However, I swear to God, if a child holds my hand and is not there, I'm I'm leaving. I'm getting knee hence. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um no, uh, yeah, this will be a good one for us to visit because it's so close. And we could spend like the afternoon there investigating it and then stay for the pub. Yeah. I'm always down for the pub. Yep, the pub. Eventually we'll have to brave it and do like a ghost tour. Yeah. <laughs> have GoPros on us on us. <laughs> so when I was writing this up, I was like, Yeah, I'd definitely go on one of the paid ghost tours at Tutbury Castle. Like, yeah, that sounds sick. I'd be up for that. And now I've just read it all out to you and I'm like, and it's dark outside. I'm like, no, thank you. <laughs> um, no. Also, I I've stopped. like hold a teddy bear in my arms or yeah. something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, I've started saying sick recently and it pisses me off so much, but I can't stop. Oh. So apologies in advance. Like, is it is it one of those words you were saying ironically and now you just say it as part of your vocabulary? Um, I wish. But I think it's just one of the girls I'm training at work says it all the time. And I'm just like, yeah, sick. Yeah. I, I used to do that with, um, that's so dank. <laughs> dank. Like dank, dank. beams. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, just no. grow up, Emma. <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm definitely too old to be saying sick. But here we are. <laughs> I always I also say like, bare dollar. <laughs> yeah. Like, I want to come off really cool. And like, yeah, that's bare dollar, mate. Like, you know, bro bro <laughs> i you know i started saying lol out loud ironically and i still do that and i pull that face every single time like lol lol lol, lol. whenever whenever i see like you or Eamon like put that in a message now i literally just imagine you guys going lol <laughs> <laughs> and i just yeah. automatically laugh it's just oh god it makes me giggle especially if it's in capitals that is me pulling the face as I type. Yeah. So my second castle that I research is called Muncaster Castle. So Muncaster Castle is a privately owned castle overlooking the River Esk, about a mile east of the west coasted town of Ravenglass in Cumbria, England. So the place is now corruptly known as Muncaster, which first appeared in a Cumberland church register in 1577. Um, the original name, according to old evidence and records, being Mulcaster. Oh. So the place named Muncaster contains Latin word castra, meaning encampment or fort. It is suspected that the site of the castle is on foundations dating to the Roman era, which, if they exist, may represent Cast- Castellum for the nearby Roman fort of Glan Noventa at Ravenglass. I'm never saying that ever again. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, why do I do this to myself? <laughs> so each year the castle recruits its own jester in the culmination that celebrates the art of tom tomfoolery the last jester named tom skelton whose full-length portrait hangs at the castle is believed to be the original tom fool who is often said to have inspired uh, shakespeare <laughs> shakespeare's fool in king lear oh. so legend has it that skelton was enlisted by wild will of whitbeck to behead a carpenter's son, Dick, a servant at the castle who was an unwanted suitor of his betrothed, Hellwise Reddington. I feel like these names are just fucking made up. Yeah. The unmarried daughter of Sir Alan Pennington. He is rumoured to have said, there I have 
hid Dick's head under a heap of shavings and he will not find that so easily when he when he awakes as he did my shillings. <laughs> I have hidden Dick's head. Oh, God. So, Muncaster Boggle, or White Lady, is supposedly the ghost of Mary Bragg, a young girl killed in the early 1800s on a road near the main gate. Aww. So, those are the ghosts. Um, Muncaster Castle runs on runs a haunted Halloween week each year. Visitors are encouraged to come in fancy dress and bring a torch. The castle also holds scientific ghost vigils every year, but they sell out well in advance. So if you want to join next the next one, it's worth contacting the castle directly. Just a bit of advertisement as well. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we should have got sponsored by them or something. I know. But yeah, that that it's not a long story, but um, yeah. Spooky. I just can't take any of my stories seriously anymore because I'm like, that's made up. That's a load of bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like the listener's stories episode we did proper shook us so much that anything else now, unless it's from someone we know personally, it's just going to be a bit like, yeah. <laughs> but you know, I mean, when the story that I read out, I was like, oh my God, your reactions were making yeah. me more scared. And I was like, <laughs> okay, stop. I need to breathe. I can't cope with this. <laughs> I think it was one of my favorite episodes. My next castle is Edinburgh Castle, which I have been to. Because Edinburgh is sick. God help me. Okay. Get the hence. Get the hence. <laughs> so, Edinburgh Castle sits on Castle Rock at the top of Edinburgh's Royal Mile. Archaeologists have established that humans have occupied Castle Rock since the Iron Age. So, right, I got confused in my research here because I said they've established it since the Iron Age. Then it said the second century. But then I'm sure the second century is not 850 AD. I just got lots of dates going on, man, and I just got confused. Anyway, there has been a royal castle on the rock since the 12th century, and it continued to be the royal residency up until 1633. The castle has been involved in many historical conflicts, including the Wars of Scottish Independence in the 14th century and the Jacobite uprising in the 1700s. Research into, in 2014 identified 26 sieges of the castle that have occurred during its 1,100 year history. So it's considered the most besieged place in Great Britain. Most of the castle's original defences have been destroyed throughout its many attacks, so very few of the present buildings existed before the 16th century. So some of the old buildings that are still exist... The first one is St Margaret's Chapel and it's named after Queen Margaret who died at the castle in 1093. After her death, she was made a saint. And then, so this chapel was built in the 12th century during her fourth son's reign. And I think he named it after her. There's also um, buildings from the early 16th century, like the Royal Palace and the Great Hall, though the interiors have since been changed due to the changing fashions of the time. So... Our good friend James I of England slash the 6th of Scotland and his mother Mary, Queen of Scots, come into play. In 1566, James VI of Scotland slash 1st of England was born in the Royal Palace at Edinburgh Castle. In 1603, James united the crowns of England and Britain. Nope of England and Scotland, which is why he became James VI of Scotland and the first of England. And after this, he spent barely any time at Edinburgh Castle. So in the 1650s, it became a significant military base. The defences were rebuilt and enhanced and new barracks and gun batteries were built. It housed thousands of soldiers and prisoners of war. 
the castle has witnessed many deaths and tortures and executions. Hundreds of people have died in the dungeons. The castle is now in the care of the Historic Environment Scotland Society. It is the UK's second most visited paid tourist attraction and it had over 2.2 million visitors in 2019 alone. Part of the castle is still used by the military, but it's mostly for ceremonial or admin purposes. When I went, I just remember there being a lot of different military museums. Some were quite interesting. Some, it was like, there's another army uniform. So, (laughs) huge military history. So the Edinburgh Castle website actually has a really cool little summary of the history of the castle. And they have um, some really interesting facts that I loved So I'm going to share some of these because some of them made me laugh. So in 1507, the first firework display in Scotland took place at the castle and it was put on as part of a jousting tournament hosted by James IV. (laughs) The the honours of Scotland are housed here. These are the oldest crown jewels in Britain and were first used in the coronation of a monarch in 1543, which was when Mary, Queen of Scots, took the throne aged six days old. I never knew that about her either. So she took the throne of Scotland when her dad died and she was six days old. In 1715, a Jacobite force tried to capture the castle, but failed when their ladder was too short to scale the ramparts. (laughs) Um, Oh, that's amazing. I know. (laughs) Just imagine you spent weeks and weeks putting this plan together. Yes, we're going to storm the castle, like pumping yourself up you've got the plan all set and then you get there and your ladder doesn't reach the top you'd be like ah okay right john we need a bit more wood (laughs) seriously man you had one job get the ladder (laughs) you can't even do that (laughs) why did we bring you along (laughs) okay uh in 1811 49 french prisoners managed to break their way through a wall in an attempt to escape they used ropes to abseil down the south crag this hole in the wall can still be seen however one of them didn't manage to escape 48 out of the 49 people made it they just left this one dude behind oh um yeah so imagine being that one guy like you spent ages helping them carve out this hole in the wall or however they did it and then it just, just left. So 1837 is the year Queen Victoria ascended the throne of England and Scotland because the crowns were combined at this point. One of the noted cultural traits of her reign is the appreciation of pets and animal companions. So this is also thought to be the year that the dog cemetery was founded at Edinburgh Castle. How cute is this? So, so the dog cemetery is a small garden space where approximately 20 headstones mark the graves of the honoured canine companions of regimental officers from the past. The oldest visible inscription is from 1881 for Jess, who was the band pet of the Black Watch 42nd Royal Highlanders. The youngest headstone is from 1980, um, which is for Winkle, dear friend of Lady Gow and the Governor. Oh, cute. So cute. And then this is my last little fact. In World War II, the Scottish crown was hidden from enemies in an old latrine in David's Tower. So they literally hid the crown in an old toilet. (laughs) Right. So it's got some pretty good ghosts too. The first one is known as the Dung Prisoner. He (laughs) is... He hid in a barrel, in a like a wheelbarrow of poo, thinking that no one would find him. Um, and so when the barrow was wheeled out of the front of the gates of the castle to be disposed of elsewhere in Edinburgh, he could then just climb out of the shit and make 
is escape. However, that's not what they did with Pooh. They lobbed it down the side of the castle. Now Edinburgh is on like this huge, <laughs> it's on this huge rock. So, oh. so it, he died <laughs> being thrown out <laughs> with Pooh. Can, can I also just say like how much force or like strength you're going to have to kill it because you're unknowingly throwing a body out. Yeah, <laughs> imagine. That's like hilarious. Yeah. So nowadays, people often feel like as though they're being pushed whilst they're up on the battlements and there's often a strong smell of dung, <laughs> which I was like, lol. And then I was like, is that not just like surrounding farms or something? Probably, yeah. yeah. So... Uh, one of the famous ghosts is the little drummer boy. In 1650, a boy was spotted wandering around the castle playing his drum. When servants looked closer, they noticed that he did not have a head. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Late, later that year, Oliver Cromwell and his gang, his gang, Oliver Cromwell and his army attacked the castle. It is believed that the headless drummer boy appeared as a warning. No one knows who he is or why he lost his head as there is no record of him at the castle. But even now, you can still sometimes hear the faint tapping of a boy on his drum. Oh, no. Why is it with Mm. child, children, ghost? Yeah. Speaking of children's ghosts, there's also the Piper Boy. Oh, God, no. (laughs) Legend has it that a series of tunnels were found stretching out from under the castle towards the Royal Mile. At the time, the people wanted to see where the tunnels would lead, but only a small piper boy could squeeze through the gap that formed the tunnel's entrance. He went in, started playing his bagpipe, started playing on his bagpipes as he walked down the tunnels. Above ground, they followed the sound of his pipes, tracking where he was going and mapping out his progress until he suddenly stopped playing. After an extensive search, he could not be found. He had completely vanished. The council at the time sealed the tunnels, forbidding any further entry. People have reported walking along the Royal Mile at night and hearing the faint sound of bagpipes as if it were coming from the tunnels below. Oh, God. That one gave me the chills when I read it. Yeah. I've got the chills right now. Why kids, man? Why kids? It really bothers me. I don't know if it's because they're so innocent and it's so sad when they die that I don't know. They're just freaky, aren't they? Yeah. okay so then we have the last one which is janet douglas or also known as lady glamis so her brother married king james v's mother becoming his stepdad so in this episode i have mentioned james the sixth james the fifth and james the fourth they're all featured edinburgh castle uh i know yeah whole blooming family reunion yeah (laughs) Janet, Janet Douglas's brother married King James V's mother, becoming his stepdad. He imprisoned the young James, and when James finally broke free of the Douglas family, he hated them all and sent her dad and her brother into exile. Janet was summoned to court, accused of communicating with her dad and her brother. She refused to go. She's just like, damn right, like, nah, I'm not going. Um, Nobody got time for that. Nah, Hans, I'm just going to stay at home. Anyway, she refused to go and stayed at the family home, which is Glamis Castle, until it was sieged and she was like forcibly brought to Edinburgh. She was then accused of witchcraft and trying to poison the king um, and any evidence against her had been tortured out of her family and friends. 
She was burnt at the stake on the 17th of July in 1537 at the castle in front of her 16-year-old son. And then there's a quote that someone said about her. So they said she was in the prime of her years, a singular beauty and suffering and suffering all with a man-like courage. I think women are braver than men, so yeah. Can, what's with like massive jumping conclusion? We're going to force you to go to Edinburgh and then yeah. all of a sudden she was accused of witchcraft and trying to poison the kin. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know, I think, to be honest, I think what it was is that James V just had beef with her and her whole family and he just wanted yeah. to like get revenge. And this was, so July 1537, in the 1530s, that's kind of, starting to be that's witchcraft time isn't it yeah or starting to be anyway so he, i think it was just an easy thing for him to because it's something you can't really prove without like killing them anyway i'm like, pretty sure that like you know europe in general started or the whole witchcraft stuff anyway yeah because europe um was the only place that actually burned people at the stake because america never did that no they, they just did hung it by, them. Um, hung them yeah or drowned them and if they came back they were a witch if they died they were innocent which yeah not defeats the whole purpose but yeah we your europeans well we're not really europeans but at the time like we're just a bunch of yeah yeah proper savages because we were the ones going out and colonizing every other country like and then we're going no we don't agree with this so we're gonna accuse you of witchcraft like me yeah calm down no huns Anyway, after her death, a ghost known as the Grey Lady started appearing, roaming the halls and weeping. It is also said that you can hear a knocking sound, which is thought to be the ghostly workman building the scaffold she was burnt on. She sounds quite badass, really. Come on, love, you need to come to Edinburgh. We're accusing you of talking to your exiled brother and dad. And she's just like, nah, I'm not doing that. I would, you know what? Like, I think I would hate and enjoy like living back in those times like purely because of like what evidence bro yeah they'll be like oh but this person said i'm like that's hearsay that's not evidence no and you could just you could just fight back being like yes but that person also said that you were a witch and you're not a witch are you so that person was clearly lying i just love to like turn around to them all and be like nah mate i'm not leaving my house or my cats sorry (laughs) <laughs> yeah get get the hence get the hence <laughs> <laughs> at least you would have a sign on like my garden or something going get the if hence. you don't own this house jog on <laughs> <laughs> yeah well it's i think just, it does make me giggle though that like how how quick they are to jump to conclusions and go oh no she blinked therefore she's a witch yeah like, <laughs> yeah like what the what the fuck so I think I want to say James the Fifth was Queen Mary's Mary Queen of Scots dad. So there was James the Fifth was on the throne, then Mary, then her son James the Sixth. So I'm not surprised that like witchcraft and the bit the fear of it runs in their family, seemingly. Yeah, but it just amazes me like where they even got the idea from because. I'm pretty sure we started the whole witchcraft thing anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, but who came up with that idea? So unless, like, I don't know, something so menial 
has happened to them and then they've just gone you're which you are or it was definitely like European influence I feel like we're gonna have to research more into that like where the idea actually came from yeah more folklore as to where witches came from yeah I want to say it's just stemmed from people not understanding other people's religions and cultures so when Christianity rose and they were trying to get rid of like paganism and stuff they just branded it as bad and witchcraft and devil worshipping and then everyone jumped on it to use it as an excuse so I don't really like that person but I'm sure they were a witch like get rid of them but I think crazy that crazy old woman is talking to her cat again oh no she's a witch yeah this woman is cleverer than her husband she must be a witch yeah Oh no, she's using her left hand to write. Oh no, she's a witch. <laughs> she's really tall. It's it's stupid. Yeah. No, well, definitely, I reckon we could do another episode on witchcraft. Yeah. So, would you rather spend the night in the king's bedroom with Ellie the ghost, or go on a search party to find the lost Piper boy in the tunnels under Edinburgh? Oh no. <laughs> Definitely the first option. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, no. I, I would be able to squeeze in there. Have you seen how like tall I am? Get stuck halfway through. I wonder how low the tunnel roofs are as well. So you could just be like crawling. My back would just cave in. It just yeah. wouldn't be able to go. Oh. I'm really concerned as to what happened to that boy in the tunnels as well. Like, I'm trying not to think about it. Yeah, it's making my eyes water slightly. That was a really quick would you rather because it was a bit shit because it was a clear answer. Still good though, still good. Yeah, thanks. What's today's lesson, Emma? <laughs> I was going to say get the hence, but that's not really a lesson, is it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Today's lesson is if you're hitting on a woman and she doesn't seem interested, you should get the hence. <laughs> <laughs> or if you want to tell someone to fuck off, just say get the hence. <laughs> yeah, you can even use it in a professional manner. And when you're emailing someone who is annoying you, put in the subject line, get the hence. <laughs> I'm going to start signing off my emails with that. <laughs> Instead of kind regards, yeah. get the get hence. The hence. <laughs> so thank you for listening to this week's episode on Haunted Castles. Please head over to our Instagram, which is at Gin and Spooks, and give us a follow We will put up some photos for the castles we've talked about in this week's episode on our Instagram. Please go on there and let us know which story freaks you out the most and whether you would rather investigate the tunnels or or sleep in the bedroom with the little girl ghost. Uh, We also put all the photos on our blog, which is ginandspooks.wordpress.com. If you have any drink suggestions or ghost stories of your own, please email them over to us at ginandspooks at gmail.com or you can send us a direct message on our Instagram page. And Facebook, you can also... And Facebook, yeah. Find us on... (laughs) I know. Uh, Head to our Facebook page, which is Gin and Spooks Podcast, and you can... I think you can send us a message on there. Just go and post your Facebooky meme anyway. Yeah. You know what? Do whatever. Do whatever. (laughs) Stay safe and spooky. Bye! Bye! (laughs) Bye!